Let's do this. Get set. This is Running Flat Radio with Chris Yuzinski on AM 800 CKLW, the information station. Running Flat Radio is a paid program on AM 800. That day, for no particular reason, I decided to go for a little run. So I ran. To and I ran and I ran and I ran. Chris Yuzinski here on Running Flat Radio. Welcome to uh, Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. And for those of us uh, and, and everyone who downloads us on, on iTunes, uh, welcome. You know, it's it's a fall edition. We're right in the middle of marathon season. Uh, this weekend is, of course, a big Scotiabank uh, marathon in Toronto and, uh, and Detroit. Uh, locally here in the Windsor, Detroit market, we have uh, the, the amazing Detroit Marathon. And joining us in a couple minutes will be uh, uh, the race director for the uh, Detroit Free Press Marathon, the Talmers Bank Detroit Free Press Marathon, Bill Ewing, and kind of giving us an update of, of what's going on this weekend. And that's in the, in the first part of the show. What's really exciting is we have John uh, Hughes coming online with us, who is the race director for Run Disney. And really the guy behind all endurance uh, running sports at Disney uh, World and Disneyland. So he's going to be on with us around half past the hour and kind of for the rest of the show. And really doing a kind of a feature interview, kind of a perspective on, you know, 20 years of, of the marathon at, at Disney World. And then adding all these events. You know, I mean, I did the Goofy in 07. Uh, so we're going to talk about what it's like. I mean, they're up to 70,000 participants during that Disney Marathon weekend at Walt Disney World. Seven zero, seventy thousand people. Unbelievable. So we're gonna to talk to John about that and and really the the whole idea behind the race. He's been with it right since day one. So it should be an interesting talk. And of course I also want to thank everyone who participated this last weekend and who volunteered and helped out with us. And of course the city of Windsor as well over at uh the zombie chase. The zombie chase uh, had an absolutely stunning evening uh, to actually uh, pull it off. The the winds died. The uh, the waterfront was absolutely gorgeous. And uh, and thanks to all those who, who you know, showed up, got the medal, chased each other around, uh, got all gored up. It was it was it was an amazing time. Jeremy Barton uh, won in the uh, the men's division for, for the zombie chase, which is a 5K. And uh, Trella Garcia was the, the winning female um, for, for Zombie Chase. She's from uh, Wheatley, and uh, Jeremy is from LaSalle, Ontario. So congratulations to those two. And I know that a number of prizes also went out to, uh, to best dressed or goriest dressed or worst dressed, or however you want, to, uh, you want to place it. But uh, Zombie Chase 2014 is done and, uh, and in the books. And it looks like that's pretty much it for running flat for this year, by the way. Uh, I don't think we're going to be doing... Actually, I know we're not going to be doing Sandy Paws because we're really, really busy in our planning stages uh, for next year's events. Uh, we, we desperately want to open up, uh, hopefully this week, the... Uh, a number of different races. Uh, Canada Day needs to open up. We need to also make a, an announcement probably next week on on who's actually in the final three for the the medal of of honor for next year's Canada Day race. I, I can't tell you what, whose names they are, but we will we'll announce those probably in the next two weeks. I know next week uh, we're going to dedicate a show to cost. Uh, kind of a funny thing happened to me when, when I was, uh, we, we were volunteering, uh, a number of us in, in the crew at Running Flat were volunteering at uh, a run for a cure a couple weekends ago here in Windsor. And, you know, I was at the waterfront and I was, I was picking up something on the waterfront trail and two runners were running by and one guy was complaining about how Run for Heroes at $80 was an expensive race. I stood up when he, run, when he was running by and I yelled, no, it's not. And I pretty pretty much shocked him because he knew who I was. And, uh, you know, I think we need to explain that. And we've done some research over the last uh, week or so of all the half marathons kind of around the Great Lakes. Uh, and all different sizes, too. I mean, so we're looking at Ottawa. We're looking, you know, the big Ottawa weekend. We're looking at Scotiabank, uh, Columbus, uh, Detroit, 
all, all the big majors that are out there, and plus all the smaller races uh, like uh, Dexter to Ann Arbor, Ann Arbor Marathon, um, Forest City in London, and, and a number of other half marathons uh, around Ontario. We're excluding from this list of costs one of our guests later on in the show, the Disney ones, because they are a very high-end premium pretty expensive events and so is uh you know some of the other majors whether it's new york or um even the the nike ladies half marathon down in in san francisco so all these little specialty halves we've kind of pulled those out of the mix and we're just going to look at competitive halves and we're going to we're going to do a report up for you next week about what costs are what the costs look like you know if you register early like you're supposed to and then what your costs are late in the game where we don't want you, frankly, to register because we want to be ordering all of our medals and our shirts early and all of our product early and not worrying about that at the very last minute. So that's for next week's show. We, we're we're going to deep dive. It. It's going to be interesting. I, I guarantee it'll be interesting when you look at all the all the prices and, and where everyone kind of comes out on top and who's at the bottom and where the best values are. So it's uh, it's about quarter after the, uh, the hour. Uh, we'll be right back with uh, Bill Ewing, the Detroit Free Press Marathon. You're listening to Running Flat Radio on AM800 CKLW. Wendy's presents One Mesmerized Magician. Did you just pull a barbecue sandwich out of that Wendy's bag? Um, yep. What's the secret to your trick? Okay, go to Wendy's, find the magic speaker, say pulled pork sandwich, and in a blink, your barbecue will appear. And then I'll make it disappear. <laughs> exactly. Barbecue has a new home. Now Wendy's serves slow-cooked pulled pork sauced how you like it. Sweet, smoky, or spicy. And it comes three tasty ways. Layered on poutine, on a juicy cheeseburger, or as a pulled pork sandwich. Now that's better. At participating Wendy's for a limited time. Mittens, hot cocoa, instant traction, all-wheel drive. When preparing for Canada's coldest season, there are some things you just can't go without. Thankfully, the Volvo XC60 SUV has everything it takes to take on winter. Plus, with available features like front and rear heated seats and a heated leather-wrapped steering wheel, you might not even need those mittens. Before the season strikes, take advantage of 0% financing for five years on all 2015 Volvo XC60s. Visit volvocars.ca for details and to explore the 60 of XC60. Ain't it fun? Ain't it fun? They're really, they're really funny. I like their banter. Nice to wake up to something funny in the morning and get the day going. The morning Drive. On the next show, we are on to trip number three. That's right. At 6.50, your chance to guess where the virtual boarding pass is located. In our hide-and-seek contest, we're going to give you a clue. If you guess correctly, you could win a trip for two to Cuba. And what is the oldest food item in your fridge? Do you pay attention to expiry and Best Buy dates? We'll take your calls at 7.20. The Morning Drive. Weekday mornings, 5 to nine on am 800 now the forecast from the am 800 weather center tonight showers ending after midnight then cloudy a low of 14 tomorrow mix of sun and cloud 30 percent chance of showers in the afternoon a high of 19 wednesday night mainly cloudy 30 percent chance of showers a low of 13 thursday cloudy 30 percent chance of showers a high of 18 friday a mix of sun and cloud and a high of 19 once again, showers ending after midnight tonight, then cloudy and a low of 14. Mix of sun and cloud tomorrow, 30% chance of showers in the afternoon, a high of 19. Car Star locations are locally owned. We're there at the same ballparks, the same hockey rinks, and the same dance studios. And when it comes to car accidents, we're right there too. From small dings and scratches to glass and collision repair, Car Star does it all. Contact us today. And if you want to talk Little League, we're good with that. With over 160 locations, we make accidents unhappen. Visit carstar.ca. Visit Carstar at 700 North Service Road in Windsor. I have a bit of a commute. The afternoon news. These people informed. I listen for traffic reports. Stay up on topics. Stay up on great uh, issues. Weekdays 3 till 6 on AM 800. Looking to start running? Strap on a pair of comfortable shoes. Now put one foot in front of the other and keep going. It's that easy. This is this is Running Flat Radio on AM 800. And welcome back to uh, Running Flat Radio. Chris Yuzinski. If you're unfamiliar with the show, it's a show all about running. 
and, uh, and especially in the Windsor, Detroit uh, market around the Great Lakes. And, and today is not like any other day that we do on the show. We talk about all kinds of other marathons that are going on and other, and other events that are going on in our community. And, and the one that I really want to talk about is the one that's happening this weekend. It's not the one up in Toronto. It's the one down here in Detroit uh, with our good friend Bill Ewing, the, uh, the operational director of the, uh, the Talmers Bank Detroit Free Press Marathon. Hi, Bill. How are you? I'm doing great, Chris. How are you doing? Are you are you not sleeping yet? <laughs> oh, I, it's been a while. <laughs> As I always say, it's uh, you know, in the in the words of the Beastie Boys, "No sleep till Brooklyn." <laughs> so tell me, we're uh, you know we're what uh, today's Tuesday, so Sunday morning we've got the uh, the the marathon going off. How many fo- how many folks do you got registered? We have. Uh, 27,315 to be exact. Uh, last time we talked, uh, we were down a little bit, but we were able to uh, catch up to last year's numbers, save a few folks. So we're very happy that we uh, eventually caught up to uh, last year's pace. Now, it is completely sold out, is that correct? That is correct. So, all, the, all uh, it's really a limitation. Uh, problem. It's really uh, a case of us being able to get uh, everyone registered and cleared uh, by both governments. Right. So there is no more registration, so don't show up to Kobo looking to, to, to buy a bib and, and do that stuff or register. That is correct. Yeah. So, you know, this is the 36th? 37th. 37th annual Detroit Free Press Marathon. And and Running Flat is is going to set up a, a, a big entertainment area uh, this year on the Canadian side. We did last year by, by the Karen Pumping Station on the Detroit River. This year we're going to be closer to the tunnel. And, uh, and, you know, so I'm inviting all the listeners out there and all the running clubs out there who aren't running, if you want to cheer on your friends and family to come join us over by the visitor tourism bureau, out by the by the tunnel entrance, and uh, and you know you can you can huddle along with us. I'm sure it's going to be a beautiful morning, and and cheer all of your uh, friends, families, and, and neighbors, and, and all the other twenty six thousand odd people that that you might not even know uh, who are running <laughs> along with them. So it's a, it's always an exciting event to watch. Absolutely, and we certainly uh, thank Running Flat Radio for joining us this year. It's, uh, it's going to be a great send-off for the uh, folks who are entering the tunnel on their way back to the U.S. You, you know uh, that you know that we're just going to be reminding them for two hours that they need exact change, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so i, I got to ask you, how many Canadians are involved in this international marathon? Because this is one of the very few international marathons between any two countries in the world. I did check in, and uh, the exact count is 2,260 Canadians, uh, which I'm proud to say that 2,160 of those runners are from Ontario, and in particular, I'm going to guess 80% are from southeast Ontario, so we certainly uh, thank Windsor and Essex County for the support. Nice, nice. So that includes Toronto as well. Uh, correct. Yeah, that's fabulous. And and how many countries are involved? Like like how many people are we going to see from different countries who've flown are, to see this? There are a total of uh, nineteen countries represented in the race, and uh, believe it or not, Great Britain and uh, uh, Germany have a, a more participants than about half the. U.S. states, so it's uh, <laughs> surprising. <laughs> and, and do you have every state in the union this year? Unfortunately, not. We uh, never did recover those people from uh, Hawaii and Idaho. So uh, we're going to work on uh, work on them <laughs> early next year and make sure that we uh, get representatives from those two states. That sounds awesome. So if if I'm a first timer to to the Detroit Free Press Marathon, and and you know I'm living in Windsor or or, or Metropolitan Detroit, uh, what, what do I expect that that morning, Bill? Well, uh, Chris, as you know, it's, it's, this is this is going to be a busy day for us. We've got a Lions home football game this this same day, um, so uh, we suggest that you, if you if you choose to stay at home in Windsor and you want to come over to the states that morning, that you leave with plenty of time. Uh, we will start restricting lanes on the Ambassador Bridge 
at about uh, 5.30 a.m. We will close the Detroit-Windsor Tunnel uh, at 6.45 a.m. sharp, and it will remain closed until 10 a.m. Uh, so the opportunities to cross the border, uh, we start restricting them early in the morning and, of course, uh, cut, cut the opportunity in half uh, as early as 6.45. So I would suggest that you get over here early and uh and and then you know enjoy the festivities we'll we'll start cranking the music early and uh hopefully it'll be warm enough where it's not uh, where where you won't be uncomfortable and <laughs> and uh, start the festivities at about 6:30 with the race starting at uh, 6:58 promptly 6:58 okay i was just, I was just going to ask that that question <laughs> of it's 6:58 is the is the start so for for the canadian side uh, we should start seeing some some runners on the Canadian side. Uh, yeah, this, it should start. Uh, seven twenty. Yeah, seven twenty-ish would be about the right time. Uh, and you know, we we have a we have an agreement with the tunnel that we have to reopen the tunnel by uh, ten a.m. So uh, again, we have a, a bus following the last participant and. Uh, you know, if they can't make it, then we in, we strongly encourage them to uh, either pick it up or ride the bus back. <laughs> absolutely, because they have to. I mean, you, yeah, yeah absolutely. We, you need to re- repatriate them into the United States. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so the, the the course really comes over the tunnel. They make a, a sharp turn out of customs when they when they I'm sorry when they come off the bridge onto Riverside Drive, Correct. and then and then they they run all the way down Riverside Drive until they hit Goyu. Correct. And then Goyu, it's down to park, and then in the outside of... Correct, correct. It's an unusual uh, approach, but uh, due to the construction and the, uh, uh, the the change in the flow pattern into the tunnel from the Windsor side last year, of course, uh, Goyu was blocked at park, and, and so we are actually going in... in in the outdoor, if you will, and making a 180-degree turn in the plaza once we get through the uh, immigration booths and uh, turn right down into the tunnel. Right. So I just want to make everyone really clear on this. So what you are doing is, as you're coming down Goal, you're taking a right onto Park and then a left into the plaza, which is going backwards to the flow of traffic going into the tunnel. Correct. And then going into the tunnel. So you're going through the the customs wickets. Correct. Exactly. And um, you know, so we'll really, so you don't get freaked out. That that's the course, and you don't need exact change, even though I'm going to tell you that you need exact yeah. change just to freak you out. I don't even out. think you have to declare your citizenship. <laughs> no, but uh, make sure you don't have any nuclear tests this week. Right, exactly. Oh boy. Uh, any other any other big news with? Uh, do, do we have any great elite runners that, that are coming to Detroit this year? No, you know, a, a, a few years back, uh, we made a conscious decision to uh, discontinue our, our our true elite field uh, with the idea that we would we would take the money and invest in 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 the race and give uh, local honestly give local uh, runners an opportunity to uh, to win the prize money, and it's worked out great. Uh, we still attract. Uh, you know, uh, uh, elite type uh, runners, and and certainly a, we had a, a young man from uh, University of Michigan in Ann Arbor last year run his first marathon in two twenty eighteen. So uh, <laughs> certainly that's an <laughs> an awesome. What a time. rookie! Yeah, just a rookie, and he's back this year to defend his title. So it's going to be interesting to see how well he does this year. Bill, Bill uh, can you can you explain to the folks who are on the sidelines what the hand crank and the wheelchair divisions are and and how they operate? Right. The um, we've got the uh, largest field that we've ever had in the disabilities division. Uh, we have some. Uh, 45 hand cyclists in in the field and three push rim wheelchairs and then for the first time we have about 12 athletes who are uh are running with prosthetics uh and they're they're participating in the half international half marathon so nice uh we've got about 58 uh, dis, 
disabled athletes competing. The hand cycles were actually uh, a technology development, if you will, in the early uh, 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 2000, you know, about 2002, 2003, we started seeing hand cycles. Mm -hmm. They are really uh, a, a geared chair, if you will. They have one single gear, as I understand it. And uh, so they they go faster than the what we call what we traditionally call the push rim wheelchairs, which are totally human power. Right. Uh, they look very similar in, in in structure, but but the fact that the the chair has a, the hand cycles have a gear in it, it does make them go faster. In fact, we anticipate that our uh, leader and eventual winner will be cranking at about uh, uh, three minutes per mile, which is <laughs> 20 miles an hour on average. So That's fast. Uh, that is fast. And, and, of course, even faster when, when we get on the bridge and in, in the tunnel. So um, it's, a, it's a delicate situation. We certainly want everybody to compete, yet we, we also have to provide a safe environment for everybody Involved, and so we do our best to educate them beforehand where the where the uh, critical turns are and where where uh, they need to really slow down to be able to uh, navigate the course. And, and Bill, is is the disabilities area is that still in in conjunction with the Achilles Foundation and, and, and those folks? Yes, we do have we do have a contingent from the Achilles uh, Freedom Foundation of Wounded Warriors, uh, especially. Is, they, they are uh, sponsored nationally by Chevrolet, and uh, of course, the, our Metro Chevy dealers is, is a big sponsor uh, of, of the half marathon. So they they are uh, they are well involved in 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 the participation of these athletes, and, and we welcome that that uh, association and the sponsorship oh. and, but it, but it's not closed it's not it's not totally limited to uh those athletes you know if you you it, it's certainly open to outside athletes if right. they want to compete what, what what an amazing organization Achilles is and 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 you right. know hopefully we can dedicate a show on that next year about the origin of uh, of the wounded warriors and and how that that's worked into the marathon culture what an inspiration those guys are right right uh, love Absolutely. working with them so anything else new, maybe at the finish line this year, that, that people can expect? You know, I, you know we, there's so many of us, you know, who've run Detroit multiple times. Um, you know, we all have our favorite spots, you know. We all have the spots that we still swear about in our sleep. You right. know, you know, like uh, like Belle Isle, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, with the uh, the wind going against you on both both ways. <laughs> oh, absolutely. It's, I, I know the feeling. I can remember the first time I did Detroit, we did the full loop of Belle Isle. And uh, so uh, it became quickly a love-hate relationship. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty until the wind kicks up. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's funny that you mentioned Belle Isle because we, we have been watching very carefully a construction project out there. As you know, in June, the, uh, the Detroit Grand Prix Association conducts a Formula One race. Right. And uh, for the last couple of years, they've been replacing... Uh, the the track the track surface because we did have uh, trouble in the early days with uh, with the track surface actually marbling up and making it difficult for the, the drivers to maneuver. So right. they are in the process right now of repaving uh, that section of the course that is closest to Canada on the south end of the island. Uh, we are watching that daily. Wow! <laughs> and but they do have the they do have uh, at least two lanes uh, fully paved all the way around uh, the track, and and hopefully they will finish these uh, these last two lanes, weather permitting, in the next couple of days. And uh, but they 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 have really been uh, good to us. The Grand Prix Association has has kept us in in mind uh, right. each year with their schedule and. And we certainly thank them for it, and I feel certain that we will have a, a perfect virgin surface to run on this year. Fabulous. You know what? It's, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Love the Free Press Marathon. You guys do an amazing job, and, uh, and we'll be out there on Sunday morning cheering all those 26,000, how many was it? 
I believe Kelly Kelly's running as a pacer, right? Yeah, she is. She's running in the half. She's running yep. in the half. Oh, okay. Yep, she'll, she'll be out there. I think she's running the 220 uh, pacer with uh, Pacer Jim's okay. uh, wow. group there. Absolutely. Well, well, we certainly uh, appreciate your support, Chris, and, and look forward to many years to come. Absolutely. Thanks, Bill. All the best. All right. Thanks, Chris. You're listening to Running Flat Radio on AM800 CKLW. From the AM800 News Center, your number one news source in Windsor-Essex, an information update with Paul Pedro. A four-vehicle crash on the EC Row Expressway this afternoon sent two people to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. One of the victims is a two-year-old. Charges are pending after the crash in the westbound lanes of the expressway at Matchett. A new law in Ontario that starts tomorrow requires residences to have CO alarms near all sleeping areas and in service rooms. Each year, 11 people in Ontario die from carbon monoxide poisoning and 50 people across Canada are killed. And both campuses at Windsor Regional Hospital have a new program to enhance patient safety. Double-checking patient ID and a greater diligence for hand-washing are the main components of the program. AM800 Sports, San Francisco edged St. Louis 5-4 at home in Game 3 of the NLCS today. Kansas City is home to Baltimore tonight for Game 3 of their ALCS, leading the series 2-9. Leafs battle Colorado and Toronto tonight. That game is about to get underway. And in junior C hockey, the Essex 73s are hosting Dresden tonight. And Essex up 1-0 in the first period. From the AM800 Weather Center, tonight showers ending after midnight, then cloudy, a low of 14. Tomorrow, mix of sun and cloud, 30% chance of showers in the afternoon, a high of 19. Wednesday night, mainly cloudy, 30% chance of showers, a low of 13. Right now in Windsor, Essex, 15 Celsius, that's 59 Fahrenheit. I'm Paul Pedro, AM800 News. When you're able to focus your mind and your body, anything is possible. From 5K runs to half marathons to the full 26.2 miles. We talk about it all on Running Flat Radio, Tuesdays, 7 till 8 on AM800. And welcome back to uh, Running Flat Radio. Chris Yuzinski here. You know, it's it's always great to talk to, to Bill Ewing. And don't forget, if you're interested in cheering on and seeing this race happen, uh, you can see us in Windsor at the Running Flat Cheering Station near the tunnel, which is really kind of at the end of the Canadian course as they go into the tunnel back into Detroit. And uh, and it happens this Sunday morning. So get down there around 7 o'clock and, uh, you know, come on and dance with us. We're going to have lots of music and and lots of cheering, and it's a great way to kind of spend a morning. Uh, you know, my next guest on the show, really excited because uh, he and I are actually at a conference in a couple of days in Toronto for Athletics Canada uh, where we're, we're doing a roundtable discussion. And, uh, and and John Hughes is, is a race director for Run Disney, and he's also the owner of the Track Shack. And, you know, just, just to kind of give you an idea that, you know, the first Run Disney event happened back in January of 1994, and it was the inaugural Walt Disney World Marathon. And it also had a two-mile fun run. Uh, it came to fruition only after John and the Track Shack kind of proposed this marathon uh, to the Disney folks uh, about two years earlier. And about five years later, he added the half marathon, which was run on the same morning, uh, kind of like we do Run for Heroes, where we have the half and, and, the, and the full go at the same time. And then he finally got permission uh, to run them on separate days, the Saturday and the Sunday, which became the Goofy Challenge, which I did in, in 2007. I think it started probably in 2006. I think I did the second year I was out. So they now have a half, a five, and a marathon. And the people who did all three events were kind of officially called Dopey. And then fast forward to about two years ago, then John added the 10K and then created the official Dopey Challenge. We had the five on the Thursday, the 10 on the Friday, the half on the Saturday, the full on the Sunday. That week or weekend, those four days combined, is 70,000 registered runners. And, and that doesn't even count the kids' events. So over the years, John's added the Princess Half in February, the Expedition uh, Everest in May, the Tower of Terror in October, the Wine and Dine in November, and these are all at Walt Disney World in Florida. And then he started doing events in Disneyland on the West Coast, out in Anaheim. And, uh, you know, there's the, the Disneyland Half that's in September, there's the inaugural Avengers Half, which happens next month, and then there's the Star Wars Half, marathon in January and the Tinkerbell half in May. What, what, what an incredible schedule John has here. Uh, you know, John and his, and his wife Betsy also have a very successful running store in Orlando, Florida called the Track Shack. You know, welcome to Running Flat Radio, John. It's, it's, it's a pleasure to have you. 
Oh, thank you, Chris. It's, it's great to be here. Hey, how, how did you get into uh, running to begin with? Well, let's start there. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's a uh, 40-some-year-old story, uh, back story. Um, I've been running for 40 years, which I'm, I'm really happy I can say that. Um, but um, I got into running in high school, like a lot of people did, and probably for some reasons that a lot of us uh, uh, did at the time that it was the only sport that we could uh, – or that we were picked for, let's put it that way. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but got into sport uh, in high school, ran competitively in high school and college, and uh, came back in from college and decided to, uh, you know, make it my career. I had an opportunity to uh, to get on the ground floor of a of a fledgling uh, running store in 1977. It was uh, it started, and that was the track shack, as you mentioned. And '78, uh, I'd be became a third partner, and then my wife and I actually in 83 um, became the full owners. And at the, during that time, we, um, particularly actually right in the late 70s, we started producing events to promote the, promote the store and then quickly realized with the, with the running boom that that uh, business could uh, actually become business of its own, the event business. And that's a real short version, but that was in the 80s, and uh, it kind of just blossomed from there. So, so originally it was it was cross country that that really kind of triggered it for you. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, I got into high school cross country that led into track, and uh, you know that uh, you know I you know was fortunate enough that led to me running uh, you know competitively in, in college, and uh, then coming back, and I I feel so very fortunate that I've been able to really to to uh, make it. My career, along with my wife, we've both done that. We both have the passion, have had passion for running ever since we were in high school, and still do. Yeah, you know, as a race director, I think I think we produced, uh, I think it's eleven events this year, ten events this year, um, and then next year we almost uh, double that in, in what we're producing in, in Canada. And you know, it's I love what Disney has done. I love what you guys have put together down there. Because really, what you've done is you've taken running to the whole new, no, whole new level, and probably sparked the second generational boom in running. With all due respect, I mean, we, we talk about in, in in the running industry that there's two separate two separate booms. There's the one that we're in right now, and then there was you know the the the, the early one that that you know sparked Nike and, and and several other of the the major brands that came out of that. And and without a doubt, uh, what you've been able to do with with Disney and making running more accessible and really driving fun into what originally was a very very competitive and closed sport, really changed the face of running. Uh, I think today, and which also opened the door for the color run and everyone else who, who's in here today. Well, you know, and that's interesting that you say that. I think well, and, and thank you. I think we were just a, a part of a lot that was going on, and I always want to say and I because uh, I was good friends with Fred Lebo who some people may or may not remember but he was of course the New York Roadrunners uh, he was and uh, was the race director for New York City Marathon and and started it with the founder um, from the beginning and he was such a visionary I remember we actually had him as our honorary chairman in 1994 for the first Disney Marathon and I'll never forget one thing he said when we had the boom in the 80s and we you know, said, wow, this is just incredible. This is amazing. Of course, remember, we had gone at that point, we were just getting out of where it was 85% male, 15% female. Right. Thank God it's not that way anymore. But, uh, you know, he said, you haven't seen anything yet. He said, wait till this hits the masses. And he was right. He was absolutely right. And that's what started to happen in the 90s. And it was really around the mid-90s that all kind of started to come together, as you say, for that, that kind of second bump where... Uh, you had destination marathons and entertainment marathons. Disney, I always like to say we were the original because we were before rock and roll. Absolutely. Um, yep. And then, but yeah, and then then you had rock and roll come on, and at the same time, two things were happening: charities were getting involved, and women were getting into the sport. And that is what took this wave right up into the 2000s. And as you say, we're we're in this huge wave now, to where running has hit the masses, and I truly believe it's become mainstream. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we, we, we put on events, uh, mostly 5Ks, but we have a lot of half marathons, and we, we, we also have uh, produce a, a full marathon. And I guess when, when I sit back, and, and my wife is my partner as well, 
Um, you know, and we kind of sit back right. and, we, and we look at our events and we look at where we want to take the events and where we want to go, not next year, but the year after, or even, even we have one event that's going right across the country on one single day. Um, you know, and we look at these wow. things and we, oh yeah, <laughs> let's talk about logistics. Um, and, 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 Imagine. Yeah, and, and when we talk about these things, we go, you know, who are we designing these for specifically? You know, when we talk about the course entertainment and, and the themes and the swag, you know, and the great yeah. shirts or, or even, even the swag that, that we're always looking for instead of giving a shirt. Um, you know, we're always looking to kind of bring bring the masses, embrace the masses and bring them in and show people what an amazing bunch of folks runners are and what an amazing yeah. sport this is to be involved in. And, and it's a life-giving gift. It really is to have these friends to, to, to be able to to make these accomplishments, to say, I'm going to get out of my bed this morning and I'm going to go for a run because I got to put in that 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 10 miler this morning and, and then actually, you know, cross the finish line and do your first half marathon or do your first 10K, you know. And right. do, do you find that that with all your other races, because you, you produce several different types of races, not not just the Disney ones, some, some yeah. also some more competitive ones. Do you, you find that you know there's the competitive runner, you know that 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 you you have to develop you know races for and awards and everything else for, and then you've got the person the the, the first time walker, and 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 how, how do you treat that differently when you're when you're developing a course or a theme or a race, you know where where you're really trying to embrace them all and and also make sure that you're you're trying to get numbers in there to to make sure that you're actually paying yeah. for the event. Well, you know that's a good question, and it's. And, and you're right. We, in some ways, it has become a bit more challenging, maybe a little complicated, trying to appease everyone. And we do try to do that because we feel that we that is our job is to really take care of both. For one thing, we yep. we still want to promote the elite runner, the top runner, because I think just like in any sport, you have to have your heroes, you have to have your elite runners because those are the ones that inspire the kids and all of us. I mean, who doesn't want to see the fastest? marathoner in the world that's a it's a cool thing yeah so we want to continue to promote that but at the same time we are looking for the recreational runner the person that's just doing their first one and make them feel every bit as comfortable and as welcome in the event as that elite runner would be and so to answer that what, what we what we really work on is being able to create courses working with our municipalities again you're right because these are we do other events beyond disney and we want to make sure that we can find a course, for example, where we can let people go 15 to 16 minutes, maybe even more per mile. If it's a 5K, at least 20 minutes per mile, because that's where a lot of your first-timers are. Yep. So they've got, they can walk and feel comfortable and not feel like they're being rushed off the course. Yes. Um, yep. And because we, and we welcome them. We That is, that's, that's, in some ways, that's been the future. It is the future of our sport. And, you know, and trust me, I know, Chris, I don't, when did you start running, Chris? Uh, Ten years One ago. Year. Uh, okay, twelve years ago. Sorry. So I started in, in the like seventy three, mid seventies. say mid seventies. So I'm really old school, really old school. So you have to realize I came from that place where it was eighty five percent male running, and everything was flat out run as hard as you can, competitive. Fast. That's all I knew all the way into my open running years through college, because that was I was still in the seventies in college. So. Um, and so I saw it transition from that to to where we are now, and it's been a huge transition. But I will tell you this, you know, every finish line of every event that we're at, and I see it all the time, of course, at the half marathons and marathons at Disney, and I, I just saw recently a race we did here locally uh, in Orlando in town. We did a 15K in downtown Orlando. And near the, toward the back of the pack, uh, a young woman was finishing, and she came across and she was, I could tell she was very emotional and mm. she was starting to cry. And so I went up to her and, and of course said, is everything okay? You know, is there anything I can help you with? And she said, you don't understand. She said, a year ago, I, I weighed a hundred pounds more. She goes, I couldn't walk mm. a mile. And today she ran, walked a 15 K, you know, so awesome. I tell you that, that never gets old. Yeah, and it doesn't. And, and, you know? and look, and from one race director to the other, I mean, we get in our inbox emails from people all the time saying, you know what, I did your event, I've never run before in my life, and it's changed my life. 
and and, and 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 it's the most rewarding thing you'll ever ever get in your life you know it's yep. it's 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 absolutely amazing you know we we're, we're gonna take a quick break we'll be we'll be right back after these messages october's forecast below zero with a cash back of up to five percent on select models at hyundai's below zero event get the 2015 elantra with zero percent financing for 84 months plus get price adjustments of up to $1,200. This is one forecast you don't want to miss out on. Hyundai's Below Zero event won't be around for long. Hurry in before it's too late. Visit your Hyundai dealer or HyundaiCanada.com for details. Dealer may sell for less. The only open line talk show in Windsor is... Unfortunately, I'm furious about what's going on. The Lynn Martin Show. I'm just sick and tired of listening to these people lie to me. On Wednesday's show, some say it's about time. Others are very concerned the Catholic Church may be softening its stance on homosexuality, divorce, contraception. We'll get your reaction at 11. The mayoral candidates of Leamington. When you hear about it, don't just talk. React. The Lynn Martin Show. Weekdays 9 till noon on AM 800. The Australian Pink Floyd Show. Set the Controls Tour 2014. The biggest and best Pink Floyd tribute show in the world is coming live. Friday, October 24th in the Coliseum at Caesars Windsor. Featuring music from Dark Side of the Moon, The Wall, Wish You Were Here, and Animals. Plus much more. Presented an all-new show. Don't wait. Reserve seats are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. No unit play within it. Must be 19 years of age or older to attend performance or enter the casino. Now the forecast from the AM800 Weather Center. Showers ending after midnight tonight, then cloudy and a low of 14. Mix of sun and cloud tomorrow, a 30% chance of showers in the afternoon, a high of 19. Mainly cloudy Wednesday night, 30% chance of showers, a low of 13. Cloudy Thursday, 30% chance of showers, a high of 18. Mix of sun and cloud Friday and a high of 19. Once again tonight, showers ending after midnight, then cloudy, a low of 14. Tomorrow, mix of sun and cloud, 30% chance of showers tomorrow afternoon, a high of 19. Hi, folks. My friend Gene is going to try and recite all the delicious recipes you can make with Ontario pork. And go. Pork roast, pork chops, pork shoulder, apple butter, pork loin, pulled pork. He's got a ways to go, so let me tell you that there's not much you can't do with Ontario pork. For all those recipes, go to ontariopork.on.ca. Keep it going, Gene. You're doing great. And remember, if you want to make sure it's farm fresh, look for the Ontario pork label. You can now buy a medium Seattle's best coffee from Max Convenience for just $1. But some people are a little surprised at just how tasty our premium coffee is. So what? You guys think you're all hot stuff now with your premium coffee? Is it like no tuxedo, no service? Do I have to RSVP for this coffee? Is there a velvet rope around it? It's just a dollar, sir, and you'll never wait in a drive-thru again. Well, la-dee-da. Look at me and my Seattle's best coffee. You've changed, Max. You've changed. Get your medium coffee, tea, or cappuccino for $1 at Max today. Max Convenience Store. Need it? Got it. Max. From the pages of DC Comics. I'm the eyes and ears and he's the feet. A new hero with the power of speed. You think because you can run real fast that you're invincible? You're not. And a mission that's personal. My mother died 14 years ago. Some things you just have to live with. Legends run fast. He runs faster. Game on. The Flash. All new. Tonight at 8 on CTV. AM 800. I listen to you guys every day faithfully because honestly and truly, AM 800 is the best source of news and talk for Windsor. CKLW. Helping you achieve your personal best. This is Running Flat Radio with Chris Yuzinski on AM 800. Welcome back to uh, Running Flat Radio. Our special guest is John Hughes, race director from Run Disney. And if you're not familiar with Disney's running events, it is probably one of the best running series in the world for marathon, half marathon, uh, 10K, uh, great destination events. Uh, and we were just talking about a number of things. One is, you know, you've been, you've been in this business a very long time, John. What have you seen as being one of the biggest changes in the last, let's say, 30 years in running? Wow. Um, gosh, there's been several. I, I, I think, well, the biggest, the absolute biggest, I kind of uh, mentioned this before, it, it's it, because it is, it's, it was so big on so many ways, is when women 
mm. entered the sport. Because again, I know I've said this probably the third time now, but thinking about that, it was 85% male, 15% female in the late 70s going into the 80s. And, and, and it's now... And sorry, yeah. John, for, for our Canadian listeners, it's because of the Title IX issue in the United States. Correct? I think that was a huge... Oh yeah, that, that was huge. There was, that, without a doubt. But I think there was, it, it was... It's like often, there's more than one thing. I think it was that. I think... Also, in the early mid '90s, um, the charities uh, really came on strong and started using, if you will, the uh, particularly the longer running events, in particular the marathon, as fundraisers. And let's face it, the majority of the fundraisers were female, and mm. suddenly they have a they had a cause attached as well. And so we saw this dynamic shift where suddenly it was you know 30 percent, 40 percent. And I remember when we're like, oh my gosh, we're at 50 percent. Well, guess what? Most half marathons are now roughly 60% female, 40% male. And the reason I stress this so much is because not only did it help the events grow enormously, I mean, now you had a whole other you know, segment of the population that was participating, but it also helped every aspect of the running industry, particularly retail. And you can see that in, in the retail stores and how well they've done. We now had a whole other shoe wall to sell. We now had apparel and all types of apparel um, that were aimed for, you know, the women. And as we know, once again, women will purchase more. In fact, they not only buy from themselves, but they'll buy for their husbands or boyfriends. So the women coming into the sport was, to me, the one single largest change uh, that has happened over the last 30 years. Wow. You know, I've been to Anaheim uh, with my wife, and, and you once did a marathon at at Disney at Disneyland, <laughs> you remember that? Huh? Yeah, yeah, run and done. Well, yeah, and 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 you know, I mean, there was a reason why Walt left California was because he was landlocked. So, I, I, how did you pull off a marathon in Disneyland? Well, first, let me be honest. We we helped consult initially because they saw the success of the Disney World event in '94, um, but they brought in a group. Um, uh, at, in, in California, which made sense uh, to produce that for them. Um, and but as you mentioned, and particularly back then, um, they were really landlocked. They didn't even have the land to build California Adventure, which they now have two parks. They only had Disneyland, and um, so virtually, I would say, 24 miles of the race was run outside of the park. <laughs> total opposite of Disney World, where all 26 miles are run inside the Disney World property. We go through all four parks and so forth. So, um, yeah, it was a nice tour of Anaheim. And actually, there were some challenges. There was something did, unfortunately, go wrong uh, with the event that day. And it was, uh, it was, um, that was it. It was a one-year, one-year gig, 1995, yeah. But, but it must... So, but from there, but that went into later at you know, we were several years, it's been, I think, nine years now ago we started the Disneyland half, and that's been all the half marathons we've done at Disneyland have been wildly successful. Yeah, yeah, I think starting with the Princess half, right? Was that was that the first one you had? Well, well Princess is at World, Princess is Disney World, but we started with the Disneyland half. Okay. Um, I mean, yes, all the half marathons have been very successful on both coasts, but in particular with Disneyland, um, right from the start, the Disneyland half marathon, and now we have Avengers, Star Wars, and Tinkerbell. And all of them are, are very popular. I mean, let's just just so the listeners totally understand what's going on here. I mean, the the idea behind the Disney marathons and having them the second or the first real full weekend in January is really to fill that park back up. Since since there's vacancies, you can actually put people in there and hold an event. You know, I mean, the the yeah. real I mean, that's the reality, and and it's such a wildly successful event now. That I mean, your events sell out very in, in really short order. I mean, I remember for for Goofy in 07, I think it sold out in one day. Oh yeah, I mean, and uh, so does Dopey. Actually, Dopey sells out in a few hours, <laughs> which is crazy. That that's running all four events, and the seven thousand they have seven thousand spots, and they they sell out very quickly. Wow. Uh, yeah, it, uh, believe me, that's been amazing even to me, <laughs> and I know how popular our events are, but that's just really kind of blows my mind. It's kind of interesting to see that people are so into the challenges now. Um, but, uh, yeah, that, that's been a, a whole other world. And, 
But yeah, that and, and the halves, you know, that is definitely where things are going. That you know, we only have the one marathon. If you look at all of our events, nine events now, only one of them is a marathon. The other, uh, the others are uh, half marathons. That's actually a ten miler. It's actually kind of an interesting combination. Uh, uh, it's basically a scavenger hunt and five k run that we do uh, called a, the Expedition Everest that we do at Animal Kingdom at Walt Disney World. So. Yeah, all of them are half marathon or below, except for the January event. Really quickly, what's next for for, for you guys? Can can you can you maybe tell us a little bit about what what you guys are working on? Oh, that's the one interesting thing working for Disney. They are very. <laughs> um, <laughs> we we're we're really not allowed to say. I can assure you, the mouse is not listening. <laughs> well, let me just say I can I can. Tell you, here's what I can say. Okay. <laughs> is that there are probably going to be some things on the horizon uh, internationally. Yeah. Um, in particular, Europe. And that, because uh, as you know, Disney has properties throughout the world. Certainly. And uh, that there will be, uh, eventually, there will be uh, some additional events um, on, both, on both coasts uh, in the future. I. I am not truly. I'm not allowed to say what they are at this time, but they they will happen. That is awesome. You do an amazing job, and uh, and I'll tell you, Disney's Disney to me in the running world is like is like the grand ambassador to to uh, to really because seriously, it's it's fun. It's awesome. You bring your family. You stay in a cabin. You get on a bus at four o'clock in the morning to go on the start shoot. I mean, it's all taken care of for you. It's it's really the the level as a race director that we aim towards to make sure that you know that that we're doing our jobs properly is 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 to look at at your customer service and, and the way things are handled and, and you do a beautiful job of it and, and it's it's an honor having you on the show. Well, you're very kind. I can just say I know all event directors work extremely hard and really virtually most of them do a phenomenal job and i mean that sincerely well, we're always trying man we're always trying and uh thanks for joining us and i look forward to seeing you uh, in toronto later on this week yes we'll see you soon thanks all the best Thank you, you are listening to uh, Running Flat Radio on AM 800 CKLW. Uh, we, we'll join you next week, but on the way out, we're, we're, we still we still got to do our song of the week. It's uh, it is Nine Inch Nails, and it's uh, Come Back Haunted on AM 800 CKLW. <laughs>